Hey folks, welcome to Paths to Restoration. I'm Ed Szeski. I'm the author of Reconnect, Spiritual Restoration from Digital Distraction. And this is the podcast where we talk about spirituality and technology and how to prevent digital formation from um, interfering with our spiritual formation. Uh, I've got a new, new blog post up this week, and it's a, about uh, leaders, about Christian leaders. And, you know, that's kind of the um, stereotypical Christian blogger thing to like latch on to the latest controversy and like weigh in with your two cents. Uh, so I really was trying to, to not do that. That's kind of the old, <laughs> the old way of gaining attention is you just find whatever people are fighting about or angry about and you, you know, jump onto it. Um, you know, which is, you know, for a podcast where we're talking about spirituality and digital formation. And that's, that's the thing. That's the thing to really watch out for. It's kind of, you know, coasting on that, you know, the rage or the doom scrolling of social media or what we read online. But uh, what, what I was thinking about this week is about leaders, about spiritual leaders and how there's just been so many uh, Christian leaders especially in America, like their influence extended overseas for sure. But so many leaders who have been exposed uh, as frauds, as liars, as, you know, leading these double lies, lives, um, you know, or at least just not really knowing what they're talking about or undermining their own message. Uh, and, you know, in the blog post, I get into all, I name all the names. But I, I thought about, you know, do, you know, I include myself here in this. This isn't like, me pointing at other people. It's kind of like us as a community considering this, like, do we look at the wrong things for our leaders? And in particular for Christianity, especially considering that Jesus had, you know, he had 12 disciples, he had 70, uh, he commissioned, but we don't read a lot about him having this like huge following. Like he had a big influence. He like reached a lot of people. Um, you know, I mean, I, I wrote a blog post a while ago called Jesus, the church planning failure. Like if we compared like his numbers, like, you know, like how are you going to get a book deal with those numbers, Jesus? Right. Um, you know, we just think about, you know, even just the sheer numbers of people he reached, like things didn't really explode uh, in the church until, you know, the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit comes to the disciples and, and empowers them to do ministry. And, uh, you know, I don't, I look at that as more of a, like we look at the Bible as like a portrait, that it's a picture of how God is working in the world, not like a blueprint of like how we have to work in the world. But, you know, it does raise a red flag to me when I think about, you know, the size of some Christian leaders, congregations, or the size of their organizations, their influence, their mailing lists, uh, the number of people they reach, their, their proximity to power. You know, those are all questions I think we need to start asking. And not from the standpoint of saying that you're guilty or you're bad because you have these things, but we should ask, you know, what do people who are leaders uh, do with their power? Do they use their power well? Uh, are they willing to walk away from it? Are they willing to set boundaries around themselves and around their power and influence? And, you know, to kind of like think about it, maybe like, you know, just as a simple rule of thumb, that as a leader's influence and as their like reach grows, so should our scrutiny that, you know, as we uh, view leaders with growing influence, we should also increase our caution toward them. And, you know, I'm especially interested in leaders who can guide us toward God, who can, you know, guide us toward spiritual processes 
and not toward like a specific outcome or a specific answer, right? Like, like, you know, apologetics ministry, it's about having the right answer. You know, pastors who kind of browbeat people, it's, you know, they, they have like a standard, they have a way of doing things, you know, the Christian financial guru, it's all about, you know, paying off your debt and, you know, living within your means. And that's like the moral outcome you need to work toward, you know, for, you know, just different, um, you know, leaders, there are just different external markers we look to, goals we work toward um, to kind of prove that you're on board. And you don't need an interior life in order to do that. You know, you can be inspiring without being inspired by the spirit. And so, you know, I've been thinking about like, do we look at processes over outcomes, over, you know, um, particular like goals that leaders kind of point us toward, you know, so can they, can they guide us toward a life of prayer? Can they guide us toward spiritual formation versus what the outcome of that spiritual formation should look like, the kind of morality you should have very different things. Like, you know, you can have two people who look like they like lead the same lives as far as like outcomes, as far as like moral decisions they make, but the processes could be very different. And the kinds of leaders behind them and, you know, the kind of lives that they lead behind closed doors could be very, very different. So, um, you know, those are a few things I've been thinking about this week as far as just spiritual formation and, and the kinds of leaders we have, the kinds of leaders we follow and, you know, being more aware of the kinds of processes, the kinds of things that leaders point us toward uh, versus outcomes that they, you know, demand of their followers. You know, the other thing is that, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm not like super well connected in the Christian ministry world, but, you know, I've met some, some people who are, you know, kind of spiritual leaders. I've, I've met people who, you know, write influential books, you know, just briefly, um, conversations here and there, conferences, meals, whatever. Um, and, you know, and I, and I, and you hear stories about people, this are the people have had negative experiences with people or have had positive experiences, you know, and I, I don't love like the whole like naming names thing. Uh, but, you know, just for like some grounding here, like who are the people, you know, to like look toward as maybe healthy examples. Um, in my blog post, I mentioned Francis Chan as someone who, you know, stepped away from a ministry and, you know, who, who knows exactly, I can't remember the exact reasons why he, he stepped away, but people thought he was crazy at the time. And I remember thinking like, hey, like that actually might be really smart because we have so many leaders who have failed, you know, let's celebrate the fact that someone says, you know what, um, I feel like I need to move on to a different area of ministry. I feel like I need to, you know, something I need to do just to be healthier. You know, we should recognize and celebrate people who've, you know, recognized what they've needed before they've had a complete breakdown or they're totally burned out or they have an affair or whatever. Um, you know, the other thing is, you know, there are people who, um, you know, who use their, their influence and their position well, who have an authentic spiritual life, you know, and, you know, top of my list all the time will always be Ann Boskamp um, as someone who is both, you know, a best-selling author, very influential, uh, but also just incredibly kind, incredibly generous, um, all my interactions with her. Um, she has been uh, the most like other-centered person I've ever met where, you know, when you talk with her, you feel like you're the only person in the room. And, uh, you know, she, you know, kind of like blew me away with how many questions she asked me about myself 
that I never could like think of what to ask her. <laughs> I'm not very fast on my feet. I've had so many awkward interactions with authors. Um, I'm so sorry, all the authors I've met, I've had awkward interactions with. Um, I'm not a fast thinker on my feet to begin with, but she kind of like bowled me over with um, her interest in me and kindness. And, um, you know, for not being, you know, a well-known author and for being someone who, you know, it's, it, in the publishing world, you know, if you're a popular author like Anne, you're going to get a lot of people just trying to like, you know, buddy up to you to get, you know, to get influence, to get book sales, right? I mean, that's kind of part of the the mess of the Christian publishing world right now is you have all these kind of mixed interactions. And I, I don't love that side of it. That's hard. Um, Anne was always the kind of person who was, you know, kind to me and uh, kind to other people. Uh, and then, you know, she's, you know, she came to America, you know, when there was a Muslim ban and she, you know, joined our protests, you know, she, um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of Christian authors in America who didn't want to get out in the street and protest against that uh, policy that was, you know, so harmful and dangerous for so many, so many people who were vulnerable. And, uh, you know, she, uh, she came down and she stood with us. And so, you know, I think of, you know, someone who has used her, her influence well, who's given away things, who's, you know, in, been invested in others, who's been very process oriented. You know, I think if you, you sat us down and you know, had a theology quiz, our answers would be, she'd probably be more conservative than I am, but, you know, as far as just like interior life and what she is pointing us toward, I'm all on board with uh, what Ann Boskamp is all about. So. You know, those are just a few things I think about this week. Um, you know, the blog post is, you know, it wasn't all a lie, but there's too many liars. There's too many lies. Um, you know, I, I hope that, you know, folks can, you know, seek out the people who can lead you to uh, spiritual formation, to spiritual growth, and who can uh, help you with these confusing, difficult times. Because um, we need leaders to help us with our formation and our faith and who won't, you know, drag us down. So thanks so much for dropping by, and uh, I will be back next week with another short episode.